let's be real. Lawsuits are no fun, but with Paulson and Nace, at least they are a little easier. With two DC-born partners, Paulson and Nace will fight for you the way only a Washingtonian could. Paulson and Nace handles medical malpractice, wrongful death, and other complex injury cases involving negligence. So if you have been hurt or lost a loved one because of someone else's mistake or negligence, call Paulson and Nace for a no-obligation consultation. Visit www.paulsonandnace.com or call 202-463-1999. Jay on CityCast DC. Would you let a 16-year-old vote? Rockville is considering it, and it's actually on the ballot tomorrow. Becca Fulton is one of the teenagers behind the movement, and she explains why she thinks students deserve the right to vote. Today is Monday, November 6th. I'm producer Julia Karen, and here's what DC is talking about. All right, Becca, so why should we care about Rockville lowering the voting age? Like, I'm a younger millennial. I'm sure there are boomers who are like, ugh, like, I don't want these kids voting. Like, sell me on it. Why should we let you vote? Right. I mean, you're definitely right that a lot of the older generation in particular is very much kind of against or like trying to avoid the topic of this whole conversation. And I think it's really important because thinking about it basically here, as a 16-year-old, you get jobs in Rockville, you drive on the roads in Rockville, you go to schools in Rockville, you contribute to the economy and the workforce and all this stuff, all this these parts of Rockville. And I think that you should have a say what happens to you in Rockville, like the decisions that are made affect you. And straightforward, you should be able to vote for the issues that matter to you and impact you. Um, I think that that's kind of just the straight and basics of it. Mm. So how do you know that older people are against this idea of younger people voting? Like, are there people who have talked to you and said, mm, no, what? Not feeling it. I presented this case to the Rockville mayor and council in a speech. And during public forum, people kept coming up, people that were older And while I was there presenting why the mayor and council should consider lowering the voting age, they were there presenting the opposite. And over the course of the time that I've been kind of advocating for this, I've gotten some negative comments from people and people telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Negative comments like what? You wouldn't expect the boomer generation to be a bit on the passive aggressive side, but there's just definitely been some comments like, sit back, you know, it's not your fight, like there's other things. And a lot of the not old enough, not educated enough, like leave the talking to the adults in the room is basically a lot of what I've heard. So... A lot of people might not think that there are young people who are interested in politics and have specific issues that they focus on. What are some specific political issues that you are interested in and want to have a vote on? 
there's two main things really that I care a lot about. And the first one is a lot of the urban planning that goes on in Rockville, city design, walkability, transportation. It's a very big deal to me. Rockville currently is considering a Vision Zero initiative, which is zero vehicle related deaths. And I was a youth ambassador for that group last year. And I'm very big on making sure that urban planning initiatives, walkability, transportation, just city planning in general, I really want to have a say on because I feel like that's not a really touched on part of Rockville's politics. And I think that it's really important. So that is definitely the big one. And then just a second one is ensuring equality in our city and making sure that everyone has their voice. I'm on the Human Rights Commission. And what we do is we just ensure that everyone's being represented, everyone's voices are heard, issues are addressed. Um, There's currently issues facing the mayor and council about rent being a lot higher in places where Latino families tend to be located, which is another issue that's kind of been, I think, put on the back burner a little bit for the council. And then also, big thing is a lot of the drug usage that's going on in high schools and how a lot of administration and teachers in the buildings are either taking really roundabout methods or no real methods to address what's going on. And I know that is probably the number one thing on a lot of high school students' minds right now. Definitely in my school, in other schools as well, is dealing with these cases of of drug abuse and addiction that are occurring in not even just high schools and a lot of middle schools too, which is so upsetting. And just making sure that all of those things happen are definitely the two things that are, are really important to me and that I would like to help see and help change however I can in Rockville. So from what I understand, this would be amended as part of Rockville's charter rewriting process. How does this get amended into that charter? The the whole charter review process for the city is very complicated, but what it really does come down to is that the mayor and the council members are the ones that decide on these recommendations to the charter. And there are a series of public forums and hearings and meetings in which the mayor and council talk to and, and hear from the opinions of the people. Currently, right now, the motion has been made at least for conversation to be further had. They were like, you know, this seems like something we should hear again. We're going to keep letting people talk about this. And once they've heard what they've heard, they put it to a final vote in which the mayor and the council members decide on what is and what isn't admitted into the the new charter. From what I've seen back in 2018, it turns out Rockville isn't alone. D.C. considered passing a law that was going to lower the voting age also to 16. That didn't go through. What would you tell the people who voted against that? All of the arguments I keep hearing on repeat, like a broken record about how, you know, 16 year olds simply are not educated, they cannot be trusted, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, if we lower here, when do we stop? Education is not really a requirement for being a voter. There are so many people above the age of 18 that vote that are uneducated, are uninformed, do not know what they're talking about, have no interest in politics. And that is not something that is limited nor exclusive to people 
in the ages of 16 and 17 alone. And I just think that that's something really important just to kind of touch on it because that's definitely the biggest criticism. I, I truly just think that it's not unfounded in nature because I see where it is coming from, but I think that it's just totally ignoring and really having tunnel vision on this one issue. And it's not causational whatsoever to the thing as a whole. Right. But I, I kind of want to push back a, like on this yeah. a little bit. Like you're saying that, you know, 16 year olds have, you know, well-informed minds. They read the paper. They know what they want in life. If we were to push this theory further, what would you say about 14 year olds being able to vote? Like, obviously there has to be a cutoff. How do you think people should think about where that cutoff is of you have a right to vote versus you don't? I think that you're you're definitely right. And that is another major argument is about like, if we lower the cutoff now, like when does it end? And I think that when you're 16 years old, you get your license. You are on the roads. You are driving now. You have a car. This is a big like federal thing. And that I think is the big distinction here. To be fair, I think people in the District of Columbia would rather that 16-year-olds in Maryland not drive because they hate Maryland drivers regardless, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is definitely true. Oh, that is right. <laughs> it's time to get dressed up, D.C., so Others Might Eat is having its Young Professionals Network Spring Soiree that's to help raise funds for homelessness in D.C. The gala is on the evening of May 17th at the National Museum of Women in the Arts. There will be live music from DJ Heat from the Washington Wizards, photo booths, food, and even a special appearance by a former actor from Pretty Little Liars. Wow. There will also be a canned food drive, so be sure to bring a few cans to support Sum's Food Pantry. Grab tickets before they're gone at sum.org slash spring soiree. That's S-O-M-E dot O-R-G slash spring soiree. See you there. Rockville is kind of not alone in the sense that they're looking to pass this thing, but there are places where this has passed. So in Tacoma Park and Greenbelt and Hyattsville, they have laws on the books that say you're 16, you're allowed to vote. Those passed in 2018. Have you chatted with kids from those areas about how that is going and what voter turnout there looks like now? I have looked into voter turnout and the situation in those areas, specifically Tacoma Park is where I've really focused a lot of my attention on. And a lot of people bring up Tacoma Park as an example of lowering the voting age not working because they a lot of people point towards a lot of cherry picked elections in which there's been not very much increased numbers of voter turnout or that not a lot of 16 year olds showed up to the polls is what a lot of people did. They were like, we let them vote and uh, most of them aren't. So what is the point? And I think the point is that you're looking towards the people that didn't vote, but look at all the people who did, the people who got the chance to vote when they previously didn't. My argument is not that if we lower the voting age, 
suddenly every single 16 and 17 year old in Rockville is going to be participating in local politics. That's unrealistic. But what I'm saying is that those that care can. And I think that's the most important part. And that is what we see in Tacoma Park. So given that you think it's a success, at least in Tacoma Park on that level, and you're hoping it could be a success on Rockville's level, do you think that there's a possibility that Maryland could pass this statewide and have 16-year-old voters? I don't know if necessarily at this point in time it would be a feasible request to ask to see if Maryland could invite all 16-year-olds to vote, just because there is not that much of a statewide like voice or desire for this. It's a lot of what's happening on local levels. There's a few places within Maryland that do have 16-year-olds voting. So now I do not think necessarily that it would find a lot of success, but I do hope that if Rockville passes this and other cities see what Rockville is doing, they will follow. And then it's this big whole chain reaction as a lot of things go in which there might be a lot more hope for Maryland eventually passing a bill of their own. So what's the next step with this? Like when and how does this thing pass? The the fight back in February was to make sure the council didn't just shut down the idea, was to make sure that it got further review, that they left it open for more voting and more discussion. And then that passed. So that was a success in my books. And the next step, it's to see if in the charter, the mayor and council will make the amendments and will make the change. That's where we're headed right now. We have fight, but you know, that's where we're headed. (laughs) So if people want to fight for this, or like maybe there's a DC 16 year old that saw what happened in 2010 is like, oh, I want to do something about this. What should they do and where should they go? Who should they talk to? I think that the most important thing, I've stressed this to so many people I know at my school and the other people in my life, is the mayor and council of Rockville hold meetings available to the public and they have these public forums in which people can go and you have three minutes, you can speak. It's your time to just speak to the mayor and council about what your opinions are, what you want, what you want for this to pass, what you want for them to go in the future. And you can say your piece and they will listen to it. They will hear it. And not only are they hearing it, but these meetings that are open to the public are such a valuable resource in staying informed of what's going on. So I think that attending those meetings, which are at the Rockville City House on Mondays, are so crucial. And then also there's an email box that you can email to the council members in the city. The city clerk is the one that delivers, which is available on the website. And I think that those are the the two probably biggest places to go if you want to take next steps in this or you want to join in. Got it. So I imagine Rockville is going to have to prepare for a bunch of 16-year-olds storming the castle, <laughs> storming the gates oh my for goodness, public yes. hearings and council meetings. They will not be ready. <laughs>
Becca Fulton, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, see you at the next uh, Rockville City Council meeting, I guess, and a bunch of your friends. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Thank you for having me. That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoy the show, why not tell a teenager who's politically active? They can rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Are there specific issues that... Sorry, there's a bird, like, chirping very vociferously. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we love nature, but sometimes it gets in the way. Um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs>